welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. Today's guest is Jen Kramer. Jen is a graduate of Purdue University, where she earned a Bachelor of Science in Hospitality and Tourism Management. Jen has spent more than 25 years in the private sector working for Fortune 500 companies and in the public sector, coordinating large-scale events for the Mayor's Office of Special Events, working on the Taste of Chicago, the Chicago Marathon, and the White Sox and Blackhawk ticker tape parades, to name a few. Jen was most recently the Director of Operations for both Chicago Ideas and the WNDR Museum, located in Chicago's West Loop. Additionally, Jen was the Director of University Events at DePaul University and the Director of Special Events at Navy Pier, tasked with reimagining the Pier's entertainment appeal as part of the largest redesign since Navy Pier's reopening in 1995. Jen additionally teaches coursework on special events as an adjunct professor at DePaul University. Jen is the past president and largest personal fundraiser of Special Olympics Chicago, a board she served on since 2002. She grew up in a family where service above self was taught at a very young age and looks for ongoing ways to make a difference in her community and in Chicago. Hi, Jen. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, I have a lot to ask you. So um, can you just in a few words uh, just, something, just say something a little about by yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm a single woman living in Chicago who uh, lives and works and breathes my wonderful city. Uh, I'm a person who's worked in um, special events primarily my entire career, mm -hmm. and I love making a difference for other people. Wonderful. Okay. So I read that, um, so you grew up in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Um, how was it growing up for you in Chicago? Yeah, so, you know, I lived in a very Pleasantville-ish sort of town, about uh, 30 miles outside of Chicago, mm -hmm. uh, the northwest suburbs, as you said. You know, growing up, um, I'm an only child, so mm -hmm. that presents a unique, uh, um, certainly a unique set of circumstances, but I have um, had and have a very loving family, and I'd say uh, I had a great childhood. I um, was obviously very loved as an only child and mm -hmm. very well nurtured and, mm -hmm. you know, grew up in a family where service was really above self, even at a young age. And so I feel like my childhood has a lot to do with the woman that I am. That's awesome. Okay, so, so I read that your dad traveled extensively for work and your mom had her own business. What kind of business did she own? Sure. So what uh, my mom is a teacher oh. uh, by by education. Uh -huh. She uh, graduated from Ball State and uh, taught physical education for uh, several years, but had a real interest in antiques. And she oh. and my dad uh -huh. uh, collected antiques. So what started as a small antique store when I was merely four or five years old uh -huh. really exploded over the decades into a really home furnishing, high-end gifts, oh, wow. um, some antiques, uh -huh. some not, uh, a business in my hometown mm -hmm. of Wakanda called uh, Kramer's Country Casuals. It had a bright red door and huge showcase windows and 
was really a cornerstone oh, neat. Of, of my small town. Yeah. That's really cool. Is, is it still up? I mean. You know, it's not. Mm. Yeah, my mom actually liquidated and sold. Oh, okay. uh, kind of like Michael Jordan left on the top of his game. My uh -huh. mom left really uh, on the top of her game and really oh. had just spent uh, over two decades in the business. And, uh -huh. you know, it ran its course for okay. sure. Okay, so I mean, how did their busy professions shape who you are? Yeah, well, my dad, uh, as you've said, traveled extensively, and my mom, you know, was really a superhero. Mm. When I think about looking back on what she was able to accomplish, basically, many times as a single parent, as mm -hmm. my dad was gone a lot during the week, right? Uh, you know, with Girl Scouts and dance and mm. uh, it's involved in my school trips and running right. her own business and right. trying to keep, uh, you know, our little family afloat. You mm -hmm. know, my mom um, was really, truly an, a, an inspiring person mm. before I even knew what that meant. Wow. And, um, you know, my parents worked very hard mm -hmm. and were very generous uh, with our community and with our family. And so, um, you know, I just really came to know those ways of being mm -hmm. as how one bees in life. Mm. You know, you work hard, you play hard, and you give to others uh, every opportunity you can. That's great. Okay. And so as a, as a young adult, were you very independent since you said that you were an only child? Um, I, I think, yeah, I think uh, I probably had a little bit of an independent streak, mm -hmm. uh, my mom tells the story of my first grade teacher uh, saying that I was uh, actually bossy <laughs> at a parent-teacher conference. I don't know that that's a great description of a six-year-old, but uh, independent now looking back at my personality. But I, yeah. I would say I was um, pretty independent. I think when you're an only child, uh, you, you come to rely on some of that for, mm -hmm. for strength and for character development, right? right. And you're by yeah. yourself quite a bit. Okay. And I also read that you were involved, like you said, you were involved in a lot of school activities like show choir, Girl Scouts, local theater, and you believed in the idea of participating. What does that mean? Well, that's that's so great because I obviously had mentioned that and I forgot I had mentioned that. <laughs> and, you know, really participating in life. Uh, uh, okay. I, you know, my mom, um, <clears throat> like most moms, mm -hmm. certainly have their kids in many activities to see sort of where their interests percolate. Right. Uh, yeah. But I grew up participating. You know, uh -huh. I grew up going to church. I grew up <laughs> going to theater. I grew uh -huh. up going to family and friends' houses. My mm. life felt very participatory. Mm. And looking back on it now, um, it really did form sort of a way of being that I am mm -hmm. uh, as, as, as a grown adult. I love participating in mm. all sorts of things. Right. Yeah. That's Especially really cool. this podcast. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Okay. So you are the creator of A Year of Love. What is a year of love about and how, I mean, and what inspired you to create it? Okay. Well, <laughs> the year of love um, was really one of my greatest gifts uh, to myself and to others mm -hmm. without knowing that it was going to turn into something like that. Mm -hmm. um, in 2015, I ran for political office in Chicago oh, okay. and, you know, as one does, uh, you know, has experiences of 
needing to sort of thicken their skin in the world of politics. Mm -hmm. And there were occasions when um, social media and things that evolved sort of in my life after my campaign, we had a new president and certainly uh, very divisive sort of feelings on social media and amongst people in conversation. And, you know, I was somebody who really loved social media and mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to get back what it was that I loved about social media. And that was the things that made me feel good. Mm -hmm. And so uh, on January 1st, December 31st or January 1st mm -hmm. of 2018, you know, I'm not a New Year's resolution sort of person, but mm -hmm. I sat on my couch watching Dick Clark as those of us not in a nightclub do mm -hmm. on New Year's Eve mm -hmm. and thought, what could I do in the year of 2018 that would really make a difference for other people? Mm. Like, is there something I could do on social media that would make a difference? And I just thought, you know, this might be a fun experiment. Mm -hmm. Um and within like an hour, I came up with the words, the year of love. And I posted on social media that my commitment for that year was going to be to talk about the people in my life every day for 365 days. Wow. And that it, at a high level is what the year of love uh, really is, uh -huh. was, was and is. Uh -huh. <laughs> huh. Wow. That's really incredible. So just from... Like, you know, from what you were going through, you know, running for public office and then like basically just like as you were watching, you know, the rock, I guess, rocking New Year's Eve, <laughs> you know, it's like right. um, on December 31st, this was your way of basically pulling back from all of the, I guess, negative or whatever, You're like looking back at your year and saying, okay, what can I do to make this more meaningful this year? That's that's really cool. Wow. Oh, well, thanks. Huh. Yeah, I, um, you know, I had was really missing the sort of purpose, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. the initial purpose for me of social media. I was missing that feel good. I was missing uh, all the things that we joined social media for, right? Mm -hmm. The yeah. friendly discourse and the yes. sharing and and yeah. things had just gotten so very different that oh, I wanted yeah. that back. And I thought, okay. oh, I can't sit here and wish it was a different way. Right. But I can do right. something myself to alter that. Now, you said you ran for public office. Did you stop running? Or what happened with that? Well, I lost the election. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I ran for um, alderman in Chicago, which oh, is, okay. uh, in other cities, it might be known as like a city council member. Uh -huh. There are 50 aldermen in Chicago, and I, I ran for alderman in my neighborhood. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So what was there an incident or event that, that prompted you to um, create the Year of Love? I mean... You know, there was general political mudslinging mm, <laughs> as okay. there are in most campaigns. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, my campaign was in a really lovely area of Chicago with a lot of outspoken and, you know, committed individuals that mm -hmm. care profoundly about Chicago. And so, uh, you know, like people do mm -hmm. when one candidate starts to raise in the polls and <laughs> mm -hmm. others drop, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there needs to be sort of smear campaigns or, you know, those terrible things that happen in yeah. uh, campaigns and elections. Right, and, you right. know, so I experienced uh, quite a bit of that. And, you know, while I wildly appreciate the experience of having run for office, mm-hmm. I absolutely think everyone who's really committed to something like that, try it out because mm-hmm. it was uh, an, an experience that will have forever changed me mm-hmm. uh, in all good ways. You know, the some of the experiences throughout were uncomfortable mm-hmm. or unnecessary or, um, you know, mm-hmm. trying, yeah. I would say. Right. But overall, the experience of having done it was uh, phenomenal. Would you try again? You know, that's a really great question. I get asked a lot. Um, I don't know that I would run uh, for office in the exact same spot I did before. You know, mm-hmm. if I ended up moving somewhere else, perhaps I would. Uh, I do believe that I would still be a great candidate as I'm somebody who's very committed to community and mm-hmm. to the areas where I live. Right. But I'm not sure I would do it where I am right now. Okay. You so, know, politics is, is sorry to interrupt. No, politics no, go ahead. Is, wildly has wildly changed in the last five years and Mm. uh you know i'd have to think hard on that one okay okay i figured i'd ask um i was just curious so did you have an aha moment when you created this i guess um this social media experiment initiative you know and thinking oh this could really be something you know this could really like you know I mean, it could really affect people. So, I mean, what was your aha moment? I think uh, I'd have to say it was about four or five weeks in, which, Mm -hmm. you know, if I was posting every day, that had to be about the middle of February, that um, it dawned on me that I could actually talk about people that I might not actually know. Hmm. Okay that occurred to me as something very strange and outlandish. But at the same time, I had gone into the dry cleaners and Mm -hmm. picked up my dry cleaning as I did once a week Mm -hmm. for the last 15 or 16 years, the Uh same woman, the same dry cleaner, the same everything. Uh And I walked into the dry cleaners and realized that I didn't know the name of my dry cleaner. Uh-huh. And I know that the year of love certainly caused me to be really in thought hmm. uh, oftentimes about people in my life and what do I appreciate about, appreciate about them and what's interesting about them mm-hmm. and what, what would I want to tell somebody if I could. And, you know, I, I constantly found myself in thought like that. Mm-hmm. And so on a regular day and a regular morning before work, on a regular, you know, trip to the dry cleaner, it like dawned on me mm-hmm. as I was picking up my dry cleaning that I didn't know my dry cleaner. Hmm. Now, some might say, well, why does that matter? Or um, do you expect, did you expect you'd be friends with your dry cleaner? Or, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. none of that was the case. Right. But for somebody that I was going to be in a transactional relationship with once a week for 15 years, if you do the math, that's pretty frequent. Yeah. That I would like to know, I would like to be known, and I would like to know Mm. who that person is. So fast forward, um, I featured Mr. and Mrs. Kim, who own my dry cleaners, and my relationship 
out of having, you know, and I introduced myself and I said, here's who I am. And my gosh, you know, this is something I'm working on. I told him about the year of love project Mm -hmm. and I talked about them Uh in the year of love. And Uh I have to say, it's a long answer to your question, but the aha moment came when I started to explore that people in my life, I could have relationships with people in my life that I hadn't really known. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that mm-hmm. every time I go into the dry cleaner, I have a more profound relatedness to Mrs. Kim. She calls me by name. Mm-hmm. We have conversation now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that not only was enriching to my life, mm-hmm. but I'm going to consider that it might have been even, re- you know, contributory to her life. Right. And there's dozens and yeah. dozens yeah. of instances of that throughout the year. Wow. I mean, that's really incredible because, you know, I mean, we all go through like different transactions on a daily basis, you know, transactions with people. And I don't know, you know, at least for me, I don't know if I would know everybody that I've come in contact with, you know, that um, I guess at, at, at length. Um, And that's really, that's really beautiful and how did they respond initially when you said hey you know I'm doing this and you know I mean were they I I don't know what was their reaction (laughs) when you first told them every yeah and I did this like I just said multiple dozens of times right right? and I got my elevator pitch about the year of love down to about 15 seconds Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. every single person that I shared that with Mm-hmm. was on board. Oh, that's <laughs> Everybody great. said, my gosh, I'm so honored. Or Aww. that's so, I want to do that. Or <laughs> what makes you think, you know, kind of the typical things, but from my doorman who, you know, I knew, but didn't really know right. to the guy in my parking garage, to my dry cleaner, to the gal at the diner where I have breakfast on the weekends. Mm. I mean, the list goes on the homeless man, Anthony, mm. who, was outside my office building. The list goes on and on. Wow. And I have goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, so mission accomplished. Yeah. That's because yeah. I just got re- really re-reminded mm-hmm. of those beautiful moments of mm-hmm. connection. That's incredible. That I wouldn't have had, had it not been for the creation of this crazy wow. little social experiment. <laughs> That's really awesome. And, you know, you really stepped out of yourself. You basically said, look, this is what... I'm feeling, I wonder if someone else would be feeling the same way. You know, I mean, we all, you know, come in contact or encounter someone pretty much every day. And it's, it's, I guess, the energy you put in, you know, it's the energy you put in, it's the time you put in. Um, And I would, I would think that a lot of people, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to assume, but, you know, a lot of people would probably say, oh, okay, I don't have really have the time for that. But, you know, the fact that you did this, you know, it's really, really, I think it's really awesome because it, it connects people to a deeper level. You know, you connected with so many people in your life on a deeper level. And, and that, you know, and, and they probably would never have thought doing the same thing had they not started, you know, connecting with you, you know, on a deeper sure, level. Sure, That's yeah. really cool. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I had goosebumps uh, when you were talking about it because I'm like, 
Whoa. Yeah, and it's really funny because my husband will make fun of me because I love to just say hi to people. You know, I yeah. <laughs> I make friends yeah. on the plane. I make friends, you know, two occasions sure. on the plane I've made friends and then we would like we'd go to our get to our destination and would be like having dinner the next night, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. That's you know? wonderful. And it's because I I'm really curious and you know, I mean not all the time, but you know, like something about them or what they're doing kind of like piques my interest and I'm like Ooh, I was like, so what's going on there? You know, so I'll, I'll approach. And, and what I tell people is, and I have a group of girlfriends who are just like, you know, and I was like, only you would do. I was like, well, you know, I figure I'll talk to someone if they'll speak back with me, you know, if they're willing sure, to, sure. to chat back. If not, that's okay. You know, no harm, no foul. But you, for you, it's like, you know, it made it even, you know, you made it even past that so even with your own encounters on a daily basis you've made it you've you've made a point of making a deep connection with them so I think that's really beautiful so I I mean so I was like when you said when you actually wrote about this on your page how many people responded and say oh my gosh I need to do this well it was really uh great because the you know i posted on New Year's Day and mm -hmm. I said here's my plan mm -hmm. for uh, 2018 mm -hmm. and I, I hope you'll all follow along mm -hmm. and the response was phenomenal uh, my gosh this is just what we need I yeah. can't wait yeah you know um, things of that nature and it wasn't until maybe about a third of the way through the year that I started sensing that people because the posts garnered like hundreds of comments Wow! every time I posted about somebody that's so hundreds cool. of comments, right? You know, I'd love to meet that person or what mm. a wonderful gift she has mm -hmm. or, you know, and I could feel the momentum of each other. Right. I said a third of the year in when somebody said, you think I could do the year of love? Would you, do I have permission to do the year of love? Oh, and of wow. course, you know, it wasn't anything that I own. Yeah. <laughs> I happened to come up with a name on my couch one night. Right. And uh, so several people huh. took it on for themselves, starting That's at so various cool. times throughout the year. Uh -huh. I had one gal um, downstate. Um, she's like, well, I'm not going to take on the year of love, but I'm going to take on doing one good thing a day. Uh, and I said, great. And then another that. gal said, I'm not going to do every day, but I'm going to do once a week. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so people did it how they did it right. and how it worked for them. Yeah. And that therein was kind of my second aha moment, which was this is now a, less about me and less about the people I'm posting about and more about making sure that everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. That this is a this sort of euphoria about right. humanity yeah. is attainable and yeah. it's free. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you have beautiful stories that go along with it. You know, the, the stories of these um, people you've been connected to all this time, but didn't really know now, you know, people know who they are or they know someone like that. So now they're That's like, right. Oh, you know, this is really, this is really cool. Um, and can I do it? You know, that would be, that's the test too, is because a lot of them be like, I mean, for me, it'd be like, oh, that sounds really cool. But do I want to do a, do, do I think I can do it? And B, can I do it? You know, so 
it's it's really stepping out of your comfort zone, you know, like doing something like this. Um, For that, sure. That's 100%. really neat. Oh, my gosh. Um, so it, it's almost like, do you follow Humans of New York? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so like that. It's like, you know, yeah, just one know. person. It's been, it's been compared to that quite See? A bit. See? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, and I love the person who created it because out of nowhere, he was just like, you know, I think I want to find out, like, what their story or his story or her story is. Yeah, right. and, and it just exploded, you know, and I love that. And I constantly, I still follow him. Um, yes. And, and I always thought, it's like, I wonder if I could do that, you know. But in a way, I'm kind of doing that on my show because, right. you know, I basically just put it out there and I said, okay, this is going to be, this is my focus, which is women and women who are doing amazing things in their communities. And, and here we go, you know, it's like, let's see what happens. Um, and yeah, meeting, you're absolutely doing the same thing. Thank you. You know, it's like, and meeting women, like, that I would never have you know, even thought uh, of connecting with and just out of, you know, because of either May Flores or, or Ada Chang, you know, have all these incredible women who keep, who they keep sending me, you know, connecting me to. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I said, uh -huh. yeah, and, and I said, I will never turn anyone down because everyone has a story to tell, you know, um, everyone has like their own points of view and you know they make a contribution to where they are to who they are and to what they are doing so that's really that's right. awesome i love that okay so i mean so 2018 you started this and of course now we're in the pandemic did that affect the year of love you know the year of love was really a commitment to one year mm. for me and at the end of the year you uh -huh. know of course i dealt with the feeling of Oh gosh, now what? Um, <laughs> yeah. Do I continue on? And I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I have, you know, I have some regrets about that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you, you know, I have a sense all the time mm -hmm. that I'll meet somebody and say, gosh, that would have definitely been somebody I would have talked about in the year of love. Or mm -hmm. um, I, I, I really wish I could still be doing that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've definitely maintained that sort of feeling on my social media about every single moment was mm -hmm. something that I took on this year, you know, appreciating the moments I lost a dear friend mm. uh, to a sudden illness and, you know, really realized, really realized how much I was taking certain moments for granted, mm -hmm. you know, and I, the year of love certainly would have been a wonderful thing to sort of get us through the time when we were so isolated yeah um but you know i i continue to use my social media for good mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. for bringing people together um whether it's in the year of love or hashtag every single moment mm. or whatever that is uh that i'm feeling because i know what i want to put out to the world is what i want the world to put out to me right and that's that we are we are all one mm -hmm. and we will get through whatever this is together. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's important for me to walk through life in that particular way. Okay. Wow. All right. And so is there someone or people you would credit for where you are now? Wow. That, um, you know, that is really a great question and a hard question. 
Hmm. I uh, obviously um, really attribute who I am to my mom and dad, having mm-hmm. been just a, a little triangle unit that mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. each person having an important role in that. Um, you know, I am who I am because of my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's teachers and mentors and the worst boss ever that I ever had. I think about the people who have influenced me and taught me mm-hmm. things that I love, things that I don't love, uh, ways of being that I love, ways of being that I don't love. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say to people, aren't we lucky to have had terrible bosses? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, and that's just an example of yeah. a, a person that set me on a completely different path. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a woman named Kathy Wright who um, lived in my neighborhood when I was growing up and she had uh, five children, mm-hmm. one of which whom had profound special needs. Mm. And uh, I spent a lot of time at their house because mm-hmm. I was an only child and they had plenty of children. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Kathy Wright taught me a lot uh, about what it takes in the world to be accepting and inclusive and loving Mm. given the way that she raised her child, Mary Catherine. And that woman set me on a path to really develop my love uh, uh, for working with people with special needs. And I'm now very involved with the Special Olympics movement. And I have to attribute that back to Kathy Wright, Uh who is, you know, a one woman in my very beautiful life that made a profound difference in me that then I turned around and hoped to have made a profound difference for others. Mm. So there's lots and lots of beautiful people like that. Uh uh, And to all of them, I am eternally grateful. Wow. That's really amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so is there something you haven't done that you would, that you haven't tried yet that you would like to do? as a personal goal or something that, you know, that you would like to start? It's so great that you asked because I am currently, um, I call it my midlife crisis. I can only hope I'm in my midlife because that would mean I'd live to be a hundred. But where I am right now is really um, trying to figure out what's next, Mm -hmm. sort of looking at my map again and coming up with my new direction and that means uh, full-time work. I am, you know, doing lots of contract projects right now, but I am really in this exploration of what's next for Mm. me. And somebody asked me that today, Mm -hmm. this very day. And I said, you know, truthfully, I don't know that I want a full-time job. Mm. I think I want to write a blog and start a podcast and, you know, do something crazy wild like that. Now I'm still looking for a full-time job, but Mm -hmm. Um, in the scheme of things, if there was something on my bucket list that I'd like to definitely check off, it's writing a blog and, mm-hmm. and doing something, again, more out in the world as it relates to what I think I have to contribute. That's great. I love that. So, so stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so how does anyone... Um, how would anyone be involved if they wanted to look up more about um, the year of love? How would they do so? 
Yeah, so there's a Year of Love Facebook page, the Year of Love Project. There's a Year of Love Instagram mm. page. And uh, while it's a little dormant right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's certainly uh, something that very likely will get revisited. We have a Year of, a Year of Love website for more information. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the following of my page, you know, can really sort of shine a light on the sorts of people that I talk about on social media and you know you can really hashtag on Facebook the year of love as well as Instagram and sort of see what pops up cool so what does the future look like for Jen oh my gosh I thought you were going to give me that answer (laughs) I I don't have a crystal ball unfortunately (laughs) yeah well what I can count on is that uh I will you know, continue to bring to the table what I think is important. And that's that I, you know, I have a commitment to people really experiencing their own greatness. Mm. I have a commitment to people knowing how I feel about them. Mm. You know, our lives are very, very, very short in the whole scheme of things. Mm -hmm. And the rest of my life is really in service of that, Mm -hmm. where I work or where I live or what I do. Um, will all be within the context of, you know, that way of being, you know, I'm just really somebody who wants people, including myself Mm -hmm. to, to know how, how great they are and to Mm -hmm. know what a difference they can make and to contribute that ongoingly uh, and to be the best version of myself. Um, I don't know where I'll land or Mm -hmm. what that journey is going to look like, but I do, I do know that to Mm -hmm. be true about myself. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you whether you already had an idea of what, you know, with all of what you said, is there something that you think you might get into next? I mean, you mentioned a podcast and a blog. Um, Is that something that you could, you're developing and like within a year or so or within? Yeah, I would think so. I haven't, I, you know, I have lots of ideas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have the people in place to help me sort of get it physically out in the world, Mm -hmm. but you know, life gets in the way. Uh, But you've inspired me in this conversation to take some action on those goals. Oh, cool. Because without that, uh, without that sort of kick in the pants, they, they do just become ideas that sort of pass by like clouds. You know, you do have to sort of yank them down and and get to work on those for sure definitely and you mentioned that you're now involved with special olympics that's really cool i mean did that come out of the year of love also or is just something that was already in place and and then you decided okay i gotta put my energies more into this yeah no special olympics has been uh something i've been involved with for at least 20 years Uh, Uh I was a Special Olympics coach Mm. in the suburbs uh, through high school uh, in the summertime Uh and then uh, I participated in some of that in college and I'm very involved in the Chicago uh, Special Olympics we have a big polar plunge uh, in Chicago and have been wildly involved um, and then the largest personal fundraiser uh, for that event so I've raised almost three quarters of a million dollars. Oh my gosh. The 20 years that I've participated all out of the generosity of 
friends, family, and just about anybody I can get my hands on. <laughs> uh, wow, but, um, that's amazing. To raise, funds, to raise funds for our most vulnerable yeah. uh, citizens and yep. to give them the experiences in life that they deserve, yeah. uh, just like we all have. Yep. That's amazing, Jen. That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah, you didn't mention that at all when you uh, <laughs> when you were writing oh down your gosh. answers. I was like, wait, <laughs> Special Olympics. Well, that wasn't mentioned. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Gosh. No, no, no. Yeah, I got no, hyper-focus. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm glad that you, that you mentioned it because that's like another avenue that you could possibly put your energies into you know you've been in it for 20 years or so but maybe something out of that can develop into sure. another another I guess um not an event but another ideation of something you know sure, that would be yeah. really awesome okay it's so, so a part of who I am that uh, I just uh it's ingrained really Really? Okay. That's really wonderful. Okay. Um, so is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners? My gosh. Well, uh, you know, thanks for listening to this <laughs> incredible podcast. Tess, I oh. um, really, I honor the work you're doing and, oh, you know, you. highlighting all sorts of regular people doing some great things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, you know, really, it just is about letting having people just be inspired, mm. you know, finding something that is inspiring enough to you mm -hmm. so that you might turn around and do something inspiring, uh, for yourself and others. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's really is what life is about, whether mm -hmm. it's writing a book or starting a podcast yeah. or meeting your dry cleaner, mm -hmm. you know, what is it that for oneself that would make all the difference? And I think, um, you know, I think that's critical in today's day and age. And I think it's important that we all continue to look inward mm. um, at, at what might be most important to each of us. Yeah. So thanks for leading that conversation for all of us, Tess, mm. and for doing what you're doing uh, as such a contribution to women and mm. to all of those who might be listening. Oh, thank you. You know, it's funny. I, I Someone asked me, you know, it's like, what, what, why did you start the podcast? And I'm like, well, you know, it started, I actually am celebrating my year of doing this um, in two weeks, actually next week, um, November 2nd, that is when my first episode was, and I did it because I was like, okay, there's a new, there's an election coming up, and just so many things going on throughout the pandemic, I mean, I started it, you know, during the pandemic, and for me, it was really just a way of connecting on a deeper level, because as a writer, um, you know, you, you write about people. You, I write about people. I write about um, incidents or events that happen to these people or to these communities. But it hasn't, you know, like I wanted to really get to know the people behind those communities. So for me, I'm like, okay, this is something that could work. You know, it's it's an experiment like everything else. Right, right. But, you know, now I've like met so many incredible women like yourself. And it's just, I if, if I can do this for as long as I can, I this is what I want to do. You know, I mean, uh, bes besides writing, you know, I, I mean, this is like, I'm really loving every part of it and every, every chance that I can get to get to know someone, you know, 
any from every walk of life it's it's mm-hmm. incredible to me so but thank you for your contribution I, I think that what you do what you did and continue to do is just so amazing you know I, again I have to like you know um, say that you're your own humans of New York you know <laughs> <laughs> well maybe I'll start humans of Chicago there you go I know yeah yeah but you can start something same. else. We, exactly. We, that that gentleman and I had the same idea, right? Yes. And, yes. Uh, so it was a wonderful opportunity, and you know, at the end of the day, all we ever all want is to be connected. Oh, for sure. And even those people who say they they don't. Yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. And so my last question is, if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Well, I probably in retrospect, uh, you know, I, I love to surround myself with really smart people and people who are, have tremendous depth of thought and, you know, are out in the world, just gobbling up every piece of knowledge they can. I think in retrospect, I, I wish I would have studied more, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm certainly not in my old age, but I'm old enough to know that, had I paid just a little bit more attention um, to my intuition and to what I was interested in, you know, it's not about more money or more success. Uh, but I do wish that I hadn't waited this long to realize that uh, learning and, you know, being a, a student of life mm. is critical throughout. Mm. Um, but I can make up for that now and yeah. I can take that on now. But yeah. uh, for sure, I wish I would have uh, studied more. Wow. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who can say the same. Mm. Wow. And it's funny you said that because, you know, I mean, it. I, I, I would like to think that everyone has their own timeline. You know, like everything, I really believe that everything happens for a reason. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people have their own paths to take. So, you know, with you, it may have taken a little longer, but, you know, you're on it. <laughs> you've been on it, you know, and and especially when it comes to giving back or or contributing to someone's life, like being connected to them and being like really, I think you're being of service to someone when you're actually saying, okay, so how are you? And tell me about what's going on with you, you know? Yes. So, right. and, and I think that's, if that's the, if that's the least that you can do, that's great. You know, but but I think the more you do it, the more you realize, oh, you know, this is really not so bad. I, and I could continue doing this. So, you know, sure, what you sure. started, what you started is incredible. And I do hope that other people like, you know, get inspired by it and, and start their own year of love, whatever that idea is, whatever their idea That's right. is. So, Absolutely right. And you raise a point. Uh, my mom is oftentimes said I was definitely a late bloomer (laughs) so you know perhaps uh therein lies the blooming you know I guess it doesn't matter when the blooming happens just as long as it does exactly exactly and continue to do so you know because you're you're just like now you're you're you know you're definitely on on this path and and trajectory and you know who knows what's gonna happen next so that's right Oh my gosh, Jen, thank you so much for spending some time with me and, and being on the show and creating the year of love. I think it's really beautiful. Um, and I wish you luck with 
you know, the next thing that you're going to be doing. <laughs> and and I, I really hope that uh, you can connect with me and let me know what your next step will be, because I would love to talk to you more about it, you know, when, when it happens. Um, sure. Good luck with your blog or, or if you decide to do a podcast, let me know. Um, and, you know, I just I, I love that we got connected because what you are or what you created really, really spoke to me. So I'm so glad that you. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, you very much you for it. the invitation and for acknowledging me uh, with your invite. Uh, it was a tremendous uh, time to be with you today. Uh, and uh, I really look forward to keeping a thumb on you and uh, paying attention to all these wonderful women that you're going to be speaking. With. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, with that in mind, um, I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Tess. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Jen Kramer on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note. I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman. <laughs>